Good afternoon, February 15th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host as always, Adam Martin. I'm joined by my co-host here Monday and Tuesday afternoon, Mr. Big Marcel. I should say it's Tuesday evening for you technically, Marcel. What time is it there? Is it it's 11 p.m. or 10 p.m.? What time is it? Yeah, it's 11. Yeah. 11 p.m. So Marcel's a trooper, guys. I mean, he stays up late to do this with us, and we, we love doing this every Tuesday, the uh, the breakdown show. So, of course, you guys were here with us yesterday. We recapped UFC 271, and that's over and done with Marcel. And then move on to the next card, UFC Vegas 48, Marcel. So... You know, obviously, compared to last week's card, I mean, it's just night and day when you think about it. Let's be completely honest, guys. Like, it's not the greatest card. But there are some pretty good fights on it, I think. You know, I watch every fight. Marshall watches every fight. We all watch every fight. So we're going to break them all down for you guys. Um, but obviously, it's just, it's, it doesn't have the same star power that last week had. Having said that, there are some fun fights in this card. And, Marcel, I do think there's some guys that I want to put some money on to bet on. Because I think there's some value on some guys here, guys. So um, looking forward to talking about it. We got Hype Me in the chat. What's going on, man? We got Tristan here. No worries, Tristan. Uh, you missed yesterday. No problem, man. Go back and, and uh, watch if you if you missed it. And we got Joe in the chat. What's up, Joe? So looking forward to breaking down these fights with you, Marcel. Uh, just while well, I set it up, Marcel, just your, your thoughts on the card overall. Yeah, man. I have something in my, on my eyebrow. I don't know. Um, the card overall. Yeah, not really starstruck, I think. <laughs> but uh, there are some good fights on it, man. I think they are really smart with the opener of the main card with uh, Buckley against Al-Hassan. You know, I think that's a very smart placement. Um, overall, I mean, I'm happy for Doc because he has a co has a co main event, but I th- don't think Pickett should have a co main event. But no disrespect to the guy. Um, yeah, I mean, we watch it. You know, we are not that difficult as people like. Oh, I'm not gonna watch this card because this and that. We just watch it. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, I mean, if you have low expectations from a card, it can only be better normally. So you know, yeah, that, that's how I feel with this right? I'm like, I'm looking at it like. You know, there's some good fights, but, you know, it's not the most exciting card. But, I mean, it feels like it could be one of those cards, again, that surprises us, right? I hate to say it because it feels like if you, when you say, like, all oh, these cards that, you know, don't look great on paper, surprise. But oftentimes they do. It's just I'd like to see, you know, more like better quality fights. Having said that, I mean, it, you know, you know after last week, last week's card was stacked, right? So let's be yeah. fair, you know. Go ahead. I know it's funny, man, that um... – I know I forgot what I wanted to say. Uh, <laughs> there was something I would say was funny. Uh, oh yeah, Bellator is at the same time, but I think yeah, that's the th- I hate that. I, I I hate it. What do you think? The UFC will still draw more yeah. views, but maybe Bellator is kind of lucky that the UFC card is done at like. Bro, uh, have you if you have you seen the Bellator card? It's not very good either. Bellator Let's be honest. It's even worse, guys. So, anyways, I I don't think this card's like terrible, but. It's nah. not the best card. Let's be honest. The main event is sick. The main card looks good. Some of the prelims, you know, like like Glenn says, there's a lot of inexperienced fighters on this card, and lately there has been in the UFC a lot of contender series. Guys, we'll talk about this. I'm not trying to shit in the card before we preview. I, I mean, I spent quite a bit of time, you know, looking at these fights and researching them. So I mean, I want to watch the card and stuff. But you know, you compare it to a pay per view, it's or when you come off of pay per view, Marcel, it's hard to like compare to it, right? So let's go. Let's just break it down, guys. Let's start with the uh, first fight of the card. And the boat order switched uh, like yesterday night or something after some. I know Marcel shaking his head because you had to redo the, you had to redo the whole art, right? Also, the thing is, we are at Eurosports. We have like the main card, you know, mm-hmm. and the featured prelim, you know. So when they keep switching that featured prelim, yeah. uh, the 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 how do you say that the draft books we are making, they have to do over and over again, you know. So it's really annoying when they switch the featured yeah. prelim the whole damn time. And like yeah, like last week. When we had everything ready for Moicano against Phillips on the main card, these idiots went with Hernandez Moicano 
last minute. So everything had to be redone again on last yeah. minute. It's so stupid, man. I, I don't get it. But yeah, whatever. No doubt. No doubt. But you know what? Let's just get into the card, Marcel. Yeah. We'll, we'll have some fun breaking down these fights anyways. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Let's start off with the – yeah, it is Joe. Joe mentioned it's a 4 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, I, I prefer the early start because you'll be done at 10 o'clock, right? I got a kid, guys. It's it's brutal watching the uh, the baby's great. I love my baby. She's she's actually quiet baby, but she has to sleep right. So the the pay per views when they go to 1, 1 a.m. It's not easy with the kid because she stays in my room right. So it's it's not easy. But I made her watch the Adesanya fight last week. She she had to stay up to watch that one. <laughs> so I'm just saying when it's 10, 10 p.m. Honestly, works better for me at this point. The ending time. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that fight in a second. And what's up, Alex? Glad to have you. Here. All right, start the first fight. Marcel, work our way up. Chad Ellinger, uh, Canadian guy, taking on Jesse Strader, first fight of the night. And the odds for this one, and Ellinger is, is a pretty big favorite here, Marcel. He is minus 250, plus 210 for Jesse Strader. So go ahead, give your thoughts. Yeah, I saw a fun stat that Al Angel, how do you say that? Chad Angel? Chad out and Hellinger. Yeah, it's a weird Angel, last name. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The ch- I just said Chad. I, I saw that Chad has uh, uh, the, what was that? Uh, reach. His reach was shorter than every woman on the card. So, I don't know if that's true, but that's... he's a 64 inch reach. Let me double check with the chicks. Um, Deanna, yeah, it looks like he does have the shortest reach on the card, which 64 inches for a guy. Okay, it's, it's actually it's tied with your girl, Jessica Rose. They both have 64 inches, so they're tied. Yeah, okay. but it's not good for a guy to have 64 inch reach. I mean, it's, it's short, you know. Alejandro is 70 inches reach. Go ahead, Marcel, break down the fight. Yeah, so let's start with Jesse Strader. So, yeah, uh, sorry, sorry. I mean, Strader has 70 inches and Hellinger 64. Sorry, sorry. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, and I saw with Jesse Strader. I remember you were very high on him when when he got signed in the UFC, and I I, I think you you picked him against Jackson, right? Or no, no, no. Just... I, I, sw- I I switched after he missed weight by like a few pounds. Ah, true, I, it was, that's what I was it, thinking. Yeah. I really was thinking about it, though. I thought he was like plus five hundred. I'm glad I did. <laughs> no, I'm not yeah. like he got destroyed. Go ahead. Yeah, he did. Uh, although he he looked pretty decent, man. On, on Combate, I give you that, man. You know, and. Uh, I think um, he looked good there, but from the first UFC fight, couldn't see saw a lot of positivities. To be really honest, if you look at Chad and Hellinger, uh, he got a split decision win over Muin Gafarov and Contender Series, which was a questionable win. To be really honest, because I think Gafarov should have got the edge, in my opinion. But hey, who am I? Um, before that, he has a win over uh, Brady Heastand, who, uh, who was in the Ultimate Fighter finale last time out against um, what's his name again? Who uh, Ricky Turchos, right? Um, it's a difficult fight, man, to pick because if you look at Strader, I've seen some good finishes from Strader, man, but he didn't show up at all in his UFC debut, you know. And Hellinger, a little bit of an older guy, I think, uh, finally made it to the UFC, Canadian guy. So I don't want you to get upset with me. Um, it's, I'm really uh, torn on this fight because I'm not sure, but man. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about giving Strader a second opportunity, man. For some reason, and I'm going with Strader here. I don't blame you at all. I, I think the odds are just whack here, and I completely agree with Daniel. Said I, I. I agree with you, Daniel. He said, you know, anytime you see a guy go from plus three hundred to minus three hundred, which is honestly what it's looking like. There's a book that is minus two ninety on Alan Hellinger. So he was like a huge underdog against Gafarov, and honestly, I didn't score for him. I scored mm-hmm. it for Gafarov. Like that. That twenty nine twenty. I think. It was a close fight. I'm not saying it was a terrible decision, but you know, I'm not, I don't know if he really won the fight. And now he's a big favorite over Strader because, again, recency bias, right? Strader got destroyed by Montel Jackson, but Montel Jackson's a beast, right? So does it really say that Strader sucks? I don't know. I don't think it does. And like I said last year, I mean, you know, my thoughts on this guy don't change. This guy has good striking, man. I mean, you saw Marcel yourself. Like, 
some of those knockouts he had guys in uh Kambache, the one over that Michael Jackson guy, not the Michael Jackson, and not the Michael Jackson in the UFC, a different Michael Jackson. That was a nice <laughs> knockout, though. Like that was a nice one, you know. So he's got some hands, no doubt about it. And it's possible to catch Anhelder. It's not like Anhelder is this amazing fighter. He's 35 years old. He just made it to the UFC. He's a guy who struggled throughout his career. But, you know, Marcel, here's the thing. If Strayer doesn't knock him on the first round, then I just see him getting tired. I see Anhelder have the better wrestling, the better cardio, and mm-hmm. just kind of grinding him out. So that's kind of what I think happens. I think he grinds him out and either wins a decision or a late stoppage. But am I confident? Am I laying minus 250 and Chad Ellinger? No. So... I kind of feel like the lines is kind of a dog or pass situation, but I'm going to lean towards the favorite a little bit here, Marcel, just to grind it out. Um, but yeah, I don't blame you at all for taking straighter. You know, like I said, I was impressed when I saw it uh, in the in uh, Kabache, but you know, see, he hasn't fought since the Jackson fight. I'm not sure how much better he's gotten. Whereas I've actually seen Ann Hillinger at least, you know, pick up a win and, and go 15 hard, right? So that's kind of why I'm leaning him. Any, th- any more thoughts? Sure. Yeah, I was kind of surprised as well that the UFC signed Analogy. No, no disrespect to the guy, but yeah, yeah. did it show? I mean, they let guys pa- uh, walk away who had better performances. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. he got it. So I have some re- I some feeling like they were like, yeah, it's sad if we don't give it to him right now. And I don't say he's yeah. not a good fighter, but I have that feeling a little bit, you know? So yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they see something I don't see, but uh, yeah. He's got good conditioning and he's got good wrestling. Like yeah. Brady, Brady Highstead fight. Actually, our boy James Lynch, he mm-hmm. was there, I think, for that fight. He comment, I believe he commentated that fight. There was a few he commented in his Rise FC promotion. Rice, yeah. Right? So this guy, he came back and, and grinded it out and got the finish late. So he's got good cardio. And that's kind of how I feel like he's going to win this fight by kind of overcoming the, a tough first round. And like Glenn mentioned, you know, his losses are by submission. Um, Jesse Strader is a knockout guy, right? So I feel like the matchup kind of favors Anhelinger. Having said that, though, again, guys, minus 250 on this guy who's unproven at this level is not a great bet, I don't think. So the odds are kind of, you know, saying Strader's, uh, you know, live dog here, I think. I'm just not going to pick him. DraftKings, though, I'd probably pick Strader in a few teams because I think he could pull it off, right? So mm-hmm. um, from a DraftKings perspective, you know, he's going to be one of the bigger underdogs, I would guess, and he could be worth a, a small punt. Um, again, Chad Ellinger by decision. Or late TKO is my pick, um, but it's 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 kind of a weird fight to kick off the card. All right, let's go to the next fight: Deanna Balbita against uh, Gloria De Paula Marcel. And this fight is the closest fight in the card, minus one ten each. Balbita actually opened as a decent favorite, minus two sixty. The lines dropped way down. Now it's literally a pick 'em. So flip a coin, and that's how you pick the winner of this one, I guess. Marcel, give your uh, your thoughts on this fight, Balbita and De Paula. Every time I look at Balbita's record, I see her two victories over Anna Maria Paul. And Anna Maria Paul is a girl who uh, got famous on the Romanian TV show uh, where she had butted a guy who she was uh, in a fight with. So, um, yeah, I mean, Balbita, I, I got to say, she looked pretty good in her last fight against Goldie, man. You know? Uh, yeah. Uh, it was actually on my birthday, so that's why I can't remember it that way. Um, she, she looked really decent, in my opinion. And if you look at um, the, the Paula, yeah. I mean, she struggles, man. Uh, she, she's a good. She has some good stand-up, but she she got she got stopped by uh, by Cheyenne Vlesmas last time out, you know. And also mm-hmm. her debut against uh, Jinju Frey wasn't good at all. Mm-hmm. So I picked her twice now. So did I. So did I. I'll talk about that in a sec too. <laughs> yeah. She lost twice. I'm not going to pick her a third time, you know. And I think Balbita looked improved in her last fight. 
I'm I'm taking Belbita here, man. If she can uh, use the same game plan, if she mixes the takedowns because the Paula can't stop takedowns, you know, she wins this fight. So I'm taking Belbita by decision here. Yeah, we got Alex in the chat. What's going on, man? And, and uh, Joe likes Belbita as well. So my thoughts on this one are, I mean, I, I kind of agree with you guys. You know, I here's the thing. Okay, so Belbita is not an amazing wrestler, right? That's the thing. I think DePaula loses to any wrestler that has any sort of decent takedown. Like, Ginny Frey is not really a good wrestler, and she still was able to take her down. So anyone who's passable wrestling can beat this girl. You know, I, again, another girl I scouted. And, man, her Muay Thai is great. Like, even on the Contender Series, Marcel, her Muay Thai looked really good. In the Brazilian regional scene, it looked amazing. And if you look at who she's lost to, they're all UFC fighters, right? So it's like she's kind of got this 5-4 record that's, uh, you know, it's a little bit skewed, I think, because she has fought, like, decent competition. Having said that, though, Marcel, you know, I think she's looked terrible in the UFC. You know, the free fight gets taken down by a small fighter, basically an atom weight, take her down. And the Vlispas fight, I mean, I don't understand how you don't wait for the referee to say, to, like, get in between and put their arm in and say, stand up. Like, you know what I mean, Marcel? Like, why would you just get up and get kicked in the head like that? That was really stupid so i worry about the fight iq guys that was really dumb like every other fighter ever seen waits for the ref to say okay stand up she just got up with her head in the air and got kicked in the face and knocked out and then brutally finished with elbows on the ground not super impressive belbita you know the 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 goldie fight was a fun fight but marcel like she didn't like she didn't look amazing in that fight you know she got taken down a lot in that fight um you know the numbers say she got held down for uh what was it five minutes five minutes in that fight she still won the decision though because she did more damage. That's the thing. And that's what it comes down had, to, right? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I had a one and three, I think, but I think the judges had a even one, two, and three, I think. But I had they a had a three twenty seven, but I think I had a twenty nine twenty eight. It was a yeah, close fight. It was I way closer than the scorecard say. Yeah. I second round for Goldie, so yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was a close fight. It was a good fight. Anyways, is it a great win? Not really. It's a decent win. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I will say, like, if you look at her regional scene stuff, I mean, she was fighting low level competition, but had some nice knockouts. Um, UFC, she struggled with, rap, with wrestlers, right? Like, really, like, uh, that's the wrestling that seems like the issue for her, Marcel, if anything, and the grappling, right? That's what I'm seeing as the issue. Is DePaulo this amazing grappler? No. And in fact, no, I think yeah. that Albita might actually have the grappling advantage somehow yeah, in this fight, exactly. right? So if it stays standing, she could be in trouble because DePaulo has good striking, okay? Well, DePaulo can stop taking Yeah, it's an MMA fight. That's the thing, right? It's an MMA fight. So... You know, I think minus 260 was a little high at the open, guys. So I can mm -hmm. understand why the lines come down. But a pick and price is a little bit, you know, weird now because I just don't really see why people are debating DePaul. I don't see a lot out of her. So leaning towards Balbita, it's just, again, hard to have confidence in her. But I don't really understand the live movement this much in the other direction, personally. Can, um, can I reply to, to, An to Andrew? Is Which, one? Which one? Which one? Yeah. The thing is, no. It's not really a great win. I agree with you, man. But the thing is, these two girls are not really high tire girls in the in the division, you know. And Goldie is neither. So yeah. you got to look at what they did and how they did it. And I don't think we see any of the two girls soon in any top ten in this division or, or yeah, whatever. You know, I don't but, think so either. but this this is good, a good matchup, I think. And uh, for Belbita, the thing that really worries me just is that. DePaula can't stop a takedown. If she yeah. could stop a takedown, I maybe go her with her in this fight, but she can't. So I'm going with Belbita. That that's pretty much why. No, I understand. I completely agree. And also, we should mention the experience. She has 20 fights compared to nine. I mean, that's a yeah. that's double the amount of experience. You know, like you can't ignore that. Um, she's also she's not Canadian, but she trains in Canada too, Marcel. Yeah. Near like about an hour from me in Stony Creek, Ontario. So not too far from here, which is always cool. It's kind of weird. Like they had all those Canadians. Like I think two weeks ago on that fight on the uh, Vegas card, and then they have a bunch on or 
kind of on yeah. this part. Alan Hellinger and her, right? So you almost think that the should have been in Canada, right? That car, yeah, I know. Uh, like maybe one of these cars was supposed to be. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I'm gonna go with with uh, with the Belvita as well. Again, I'm not really sure why everyone's betting on DePaulo. Like the line went for two sixty to minus one ten. So huge line movement in this fight. I'm not really seeing it. But at the same time, it's like I'm not like extremely confident in Belvita by any means. Let me get these. Uh, yeah, it could be Daniel for sure. I mean, and then to be honest, like I'm with Marcel. I mean, me and him, we picked our fights wrong, and we're the first guys to say it. I'm 0 2 in her fights. Belbita, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I think I'm 3 0 in her fights, though, Mark. I'm 3 0 in Belbita. So I got a good read on her and not so much about um, DePaul, I guess. But I just thought DePaul was better than what, you know, I saw. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just haven't been super impressed. Alex thinks she got caught by Shane. She got caught by Shane. Give her a shot. Fair enough. Pressure on DePaul. Yeah, I think she has to win this fight for sure. The Belbia's fight IQ. I think both girls have kind of questionable fight IQ, Marcel. You know, personally, I think they're both kind of like lower IQ fighters. They're not contenders, you know. Belbia, I think, will win more fights in the UFC. So that's why I'm going to pick her. All right, let's go to the next fight here. Another interesting one. We got. Oh, oh, did the did the thing change again? The butt order change again? Oh my god, it did. It changed again. Butt order just changed again, guys. I'm not joking. Gabriel Bernitez and Gabe, and David Onama is the featured prelim now. Okay, so the butter just changed again, Marcel. I'm not joking. It's on. Go to UFC stats. It literally just changed again. You're gonna be so pissed when you see this. You see it? It's all different now, guys. Okay, I just refreshed it. I'm just gonna stick with the order that's on Tapology then, because that was the order we were, we were supposed to go to like 30 minutes ago. Bro, come on. I, I know, I know. I, you got to do the podcast first. Well, I know you have to switch it up, but wait till the show's over. Is that cool? Yeah, Marcel? for sure. Yeah, okay, for cool. sure. All right, let's go to the next fight. Chas Kelly and Mark Striegel. All right, so. This is an interesting fight. Right now, we got Chas Kelly minus 200, Mark Striegel plus 170. I should mention Alex Bakunin, uh, who's in the chat, I think still. He mentioned that Chas Kelly is going to retire after this fight. So that's always something that's a red flag, guys. You've got to mention that. And I want to get your thoughts on that. I just saw this afternoon, though. So it's just something to think about. Um, we saw with Derek Brunson last week, announces his retirement, and then gets you know knocked out and loses. So it's always something that kind of worries me when a guy does that. We talked about Marcel. Like, very rarely do the, the guys that retire announce retirement then win. It's very rare, I find. Give me your thoughts on this fight, Skelly and Striegel. Uh, interesting fight. Go ahead. Yeah, man. Um, Chas Skelly, scrapper. You know, it's been some time. When uh, last time we saw a man in the octagon, you know, was supposed to fight Rosano, I remember. Uh, that weird thing that happened with Amherst. Um, it's been since 2019. It's almost two and a half years since we saw him last time. I won that against Jordan Griffin. Um, yeah, Skelly, tough guy. You know, uh, pretty slick on the ground, I think. Um it's hard to say, you know, it's his last fight. You know, like you said, he's now fighting Striegel. We saw Striegel only one time in the UFC against Saito Magomedov, got brutally knocked out. But I like Striegel, man. I liked him from the other uh, promotions, what I saw. Uh, got a win over Kai Kara France as well. I saw on his record earlier. Um, you know, the thing is, it's a kind of a red flag to me when a fighter says right before fight night, I'm going to retire after this fight. You know, because I can't speak for Chas. Maybe it's not true, but is his mind still in it? You know, is he already thinking about after the fight? I don't know. Striegel needs to get back on track with a loss last time. He needs to win. So he'll be super focused to get that win. Um, I mean, Striegel is not a bad fighter. I'm taking Striegel here, man. I think Striegel is going to win. Got to get a finish. I don't know. Taking him by decision, I think. All right, that's really interesting. Okay, so my thoughts on this one are, you know, both guys haven't fought in forever. Chas Kelly hasn't fought since UFC Vancouver when Gaethje knocked out Donald Cerrone. That was so long ago, right? Mm-hmm. A long time ago. Struble hasn't fought since uh, Saeed Nurmagomedov knocked him out two years ago. So 
both guys coming in a long way off tier. So here's my thoughts on this fight. This is a tough one, guys, I think. I think this is a really tough fight to call. You know, my I was looking at it yesterday, and I was like, I'm going to sleep on this one because, you know, Skelly's obviously got good submissions and a good ground game, but hasn't fought forever. Striegel looks okay at times, and then he doesn't look okay at times either. It's weird. Like, he's kind of, like, got, he's got good potential, but then he gets destroyed in other fights, so it's kind of weird. When I saw Alex's tweet today saying Skelly's going to retire, it made me really think about this fight some more. So I went and did more cave starting on both guys uh, today. Actually, Striegel, I should say, more specifically. You know, Marcel, it's a really close fight, but I am leaning towards Striegel now, too, actually, the more I thought about this fight. Um, I'm going to give you guys some reasons why. Number one, Chas Skelly saying he's going to retire is a huge red flag. Number two, he's old. He hasn't fought in three years. You know, that's just a red flag. And not only has he not fought in three years, he's only fought twice in the last five years. So he's not active at all. He's not active at all. He's had so many injuries. He's had fights where he walked to the cage and then the fight got canceled. He's had w- these weight cut issues, everything. So there's just so many issues with this guy. Now, Striegel, here's the thing that's interesting. He got destroyed at 135 in his debut, right? Now he's at 145. So my thought is, my thinking is, the durability must have been down for him because I look at through his record and a lot of his losses are at 135, not at 145. Now, 145 is actually pretty good. So that's what I noticed, Marcel. Um, maybe, you know, a lot of times you get worried when a guy moves up in weight, you're like, ah, he's going to be too small. In this case, the guy is shorter. He's got the shorter reach and everything, but it might improve his durability, you know? And I look at his, I, you know, I can't see Chaskelly's, uh, Instagram at all. Just so you know, it's, uh, it's, it's private, right? So I'm not his friend on there. I don't, I can't see it. I look at Striegel's, the guy looks in fucking sick shape. He's training at the MMA lab. He's training with Mario Batista who's on this car. He's training with all those guys. Marcel, think of all those banner weights in that in that in that gym. Like he's training with beasts right now. I have to go with Mark Striegel. I have to, guys. At plus one seventy, he's a dog you have to take. I think in the spot. Now, more I thought about this fight because, to be honest with you, this is a, a favorite heavy card, and he's a guy that really this fight should be a, a coin flip. I think Marcel, it really should be a coin flip. You know, I think Skelly could win if he gets in the ground, gets on top, gets a submission, but. If he doesn't, I think he's going to be in trouble. And this guy, Striegel, is a decent striker. He has decent grappling. He did submit Kiker France. Now, that is a flyweight, to be fair. Let's be, let's be honest. But on paper, it's a good win. I, I just think it's a close fight, and I'll have to take the value of plus 170. So I'm I'm actually really surprised that you're taking Striegel. I was no, I, I had no idea you were going to take him. But for me, it's a pick-em fight, and a plus 170, I'm taking the dog. So that's my thoughts on this one. Adam. Here yeah. we have uh, Chess Kelly three hours ago. Fight week is finally here. I had a great camp at Sanford MMA, and I'm ready to put on a show. If he wants to stand up, we throw it on. If he wants to grapple, we scramble. Should be a lot of fun. I mean, I like the fact he's training at Sanford, but I just don't. I don't like what he said there either. Like he's just gonna. Mm-hmm. He has no game plan. I, I don't. Maybe he's just lying about that. I'm sure the game plan is to grapple this guy because again, his he has lost by submission a few times. But you know what? Like go watch that fight. It's the Jang Yong Kim. It's on YouTube. It is a sick fight in PXC. It's a sick fight, guys. Go watch it. Back and forth, he gets caught in a leg scissor choke in the third round, but he defended so many submissions. And that Reese McLaren guy in um in one, that fight was good too. It's also on YouTube. You can watch that fight. You know, gets caught late, but you know, he he he's not a bad grappler, I don't think. He just gets caught. Now against Skelly, that could be in trouble. But again, I feel like this guy can keep it standing, Marcel, and I think he's got the better striking. So, mm-hmm. you know, again, it's a it's a competitive fight for sure. I just think it's dogger pass. I agree with you, Tristan, dogger pass, 50-50 fight. I agree. So a plus one seventy, I have to take a shot at this guy. I have to, Marcel. You just got him, you know. Again, he didn't look great against Saeed, but you know, now we're looking at Saeed again. The guy, yeah. <laughs> sick, right? And I just, again, Marcel, he's got two fights in five years, Skelly. He doesn't fight anymore, you know. He just doesn't fight, and 
You know, he barely edged by Jordan Griffin, who's like not in the UFC anymore. Technically lost to Bobby Moffitt, but bad referee stoppage. And then J- uh, Jason Knight knocked him out. His last win is five years ago against Gritzmacher. So it's just, it seems like a guy to fade. You know, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking here. Now, if he submits him, it wouldn't really surprise me at all. You know, Marcel wouldn't surprise me. So that'd be the way to go. I think if you're going to ban Skelly, you just might as well just go up with him by submission instead, which would be at uh, Skelly by submission. Where is that? It's like plus 150. So there's not really ton value. You know, I'm looking maybe at Striegel by knockout, guys, plus 1,200. I think that could be worth a shot, plus 1,200. Mark Striegel by knockout. How do you think he's going to win the fight, Marcel? You didn't tell me how he would win. I had a decision, man. Okay, decision. Let's see what that is. Mark Striegel by decision. Just to take a look at that. Uh, where is this guy? Striegel by decision. Let's take a look. Plus 400. You know, I think that's possible too. But at 1,200, plus 200 guys for a knockout against the guy who's been knocked out, I think it's possible. I think mm-hmm. it's possible. And Tristan, I completely agree. I slept on it last night. And again, when I saw that, the report saying it's worth tired just made me think about the fight where I did more tape studies after and did more research. And yeah, the activity sucks too. Anyways, that that's a dog that looks like we both like the dog. So I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised Marcel. Um, and yeah. All right. Uh, the boat order is so different now. I'm just, I'm so confused what to do now. <laughs> with, with Rose Clark against Agro. Okay. Let's do Jessica Rose Clark against Stephanie Agro. All right, let's go to that fight. So the women, um, Jessica Rose Clark, Marcel's girl, minus 185, Agro plus 160. Your thoughts. My girl, I don't know. I like her, but my girl. You love her, dude. You told me you're like, bro, the tattoos, man. You told me this, bro. Don't lie. <laughs> I think she's awesome, man. I think she's awesome. No, 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 uh, no shame. Um, yeah, Jessica Rose Clark. Um, last fight, I mean, she won the fight, but it wasn't really eventful, remember? And she was very critical about that as well uh, herself after the fight. She's like, I needed just, I needed to win this one, you know. Before that, the Alpar fight looked really good in that one. Um, I, I I honestly think, man, that Egger. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just not really high on Egger, man. To be really honest, you know, she she fought against Cortez. She got pretty much dominated in that in that fight, and uh, Adam is clearly laughing about some comments. I haven't comments watched, it, I haven't watched <laughs> it yet. So, um, and then the last fight against Shana Young. Listen, man, no disrespect to Shana Young, but I don't see her really as UFC material, man. So. Um, yeah, I think Jessica Rose Clark wins again, and she does it for a decision in this one, and probably using her wrestling in this one again. I completely agree. I think there's good value on here, guys, at, at minus one eight five. Good parlay piece that you have one other fighter, um, and then the decision prop is plus one sixty. I think that's how she wins too. You know, so yeah, I like Jessica Rose Clark. I completely agree with everything you said, Marcel. I think she just, I think she just grinds her out. Really, I think she's got the better. Because we just, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, man, Edgar's wrestling good, and then I'm like, oh wait, Crazy Cortez grinded her out. There's no reason this girl can't either. And to be honest with you, Clark is a better wrestler than Cortez, right? Mm-hmm. I think she is. You know, I think Jessica Rose Clark, guys, honestly, is a little underrated. You know, like, she's not the most exciting fighter. The last fight was pretty boring, Marcel, to be honest with you. I think all of us, like, she was, she got a lot of criticism for that fight. But she just mm-hmm. knows how to win, really. You know what it's, I mean? She knows what to do. So. I think that's also why they put her on the prelims this time, you know? Yeah, that last fight wasn't good. It really wasn't a good fight. But she won the fight. And now yeah, she proved sure. a form, too. And I think she grinds it out. So I'm, I'm completely with you. I agree completely with your breakdown of this fight. I think she's the better wrestler. And we didn't talk about the striking. She's probably the best striker too. So how does Edgar win? I don't think she has a path to victory. Unless she's just that much of a better grappler that we don't know about, which I don't think she is. So yeah, Jessica Rose Clark by decision. I think we both like it a lot. Going to comments, uh, Daniel said he likes Striegel as well. All these guys were laughing about you. Marcel's into the tattoos. Yeah, the uh, the sleeves, I think, Marcel. Hey, Clark, what you to make girl Edwards? I like Jocelyn, too, but I think she's going to do the same thing. Grateful dude likes... Oh, oh, yeah. Dude, I completely agree. I was thinking about this yesterday. 
and I was I go through like the fights and I you know I do the winners, but I also now I'm starting to do like the method too because it is the second part of breaking down the fight, right? And in my bookies articles, they want me to do props. So now I'm looking at the props a little bit more. And this fight, it was just one right away. I'm like, this is this fight's going to decision. Now mm-hmm. the odds on that obviously are minus uh minus one ninety five. It's you know not bad really because most women fights are like minus three four hundred. So you're getting minus less than minus two hundred on a fight going decision. I think that's a not a bad parlay piece either. Um, but I, I think for me, I'm just going to go with Clark and, and maybe by decision at plus one, 160. Yeah, Clark by decision. Oh, Jesse, grounded pound. You know what, Marcel? Maybe she finishes her. It's possible, right? It's possible, yeah. Edgar, let me see her losses. I know she got obviously decisioned. Uh, yeah, she's only lost by decision. I think it's going to be a decision. But, you know, it's possible Clark could just have that much better cardio and just rain down strikes and, and, and finish her. Clark decision. Uh 11 decisions, 12 fights. P break for me. <laughs> not a fan. That's hilarious, Glenn. Yeah, I think it's going to be a decision, Glenn. I'm kind of with you. I'll probably change the baby's diaper. <laughs> I'm just kidding with you guys. I'll watch. I watch them all. Uh, Edwards managed to five Clark's grappling. So logical over. Yeah, I think so too. All right. Next fight. And again, this the bout order has switched since we started the podcast. And there was a comment earlier saying that there was a lot of canceled fights. True. However, the bout order switched yesterday and it switched this morning. And now it switched this afternoon. That's why Marcel is frustrated. You know what it is, uh, Adam? Maybe when we have Friday and people watching this pre- uh, preview show again, you know, we are still the correct bout order. You never know. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. Okay. So this is actually going to be the future prelim, which I completely agree with because I think this fight is sick. But, you know, from the, the order we're on, it's the third from the the, the bottom, the top yeah. on the preempts. Anyways, Gabriel Bernitez is against David Onama, and I love this fight. Um, the odds actually open as a pick and right now Onama is minus 150 and plus 125 on Benitez. So give me your thoughts on this fight, Marcel. I actually want to hear your breakdown first because I love this fight as well, but I want to know what you have to say. For me, this is like, this is probably going to be the fight of the night, I would guess. I think this fight's going to be amazing, personally. I th- I, I'm very impressed with both guys. Uh, you know, let me, get, let, let me start with David Onama. So, okay, so... He's been fighting in FAC promotion, right? That's kind of like the, uh, the the Kansas City Fighting Alliance, Fighting Alliance Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of guys from Kansas City are fighting. A lot of James Cross's guys are fighting this promotion, right, Marcel? And I watched his fights. I remember before the Macy Jones fight. And I was like, man, this guy looks pretty good. Great striking, you know, good grappling. He's good. But again, super green, right? Only eight fights. Fights Mason Jones. He gets taken down eight times. But every time he got taken down, he stood right back up and fought for those takedowns so hard. And on the feet, he did more damage in that fight, Marcel. That fight was razor close, guys. And he was like a, what, plus 400 underdog or something? Like, it was a, he was a massive dog um, and almost won that fight. And it was an amazing fight. It was it was a great fight. I'm surprised they didn't win fight of the night, actually, looking back. That fight was great. So despite the loss, that guy's stock went like this, in my opinion. You know, like, it just went right through the roof. I like everything about him that I saw, especially the conditioning. Like, this guy seems like a guy that can go 15 hard. And the last 30 seconds of a, a three-round fight, he's still trying to knock you out. And that's the difference between him and Gabriel Benitez. Gabriel is a, a fast starter, right? Great first round, an absolute monster in the first round. We've seen that Justin James fight, Humberto Bane, et cetera. Like, he's had some amazing fights. You know, Marcel, I've been watching this for a long time. I don't know if you remember the Ultimate Fighter uh, Latin America. I remember watching it on, uh, I think it was on Fight Pass all those years ago. And he was one of the guys that was the, on the original Ultimate Fighter Latin America. And, you know, he did lose on the, in the finale, I believe. But he came back and he's had a really good career in the UFC. Um, a very good fighter, I think. However, I see a lot of holes in Gabe Bernice's game. The cardio is at hole, I believe. I think he can get knocked out. And, you know, for me, David Onama, after what I saw, I mean, I, I saw enough from him in that fight to know that this guy is a really good fighter. He's only 27 years old compared to 33 for Benitez. And, you know, in my opinion, Diaz might be a slightly better striker, slightly, but it's not that much. 
And Onam is just a better, you know, overall fighter at this point in the better conditioning. Probably with more durability, he's the younger guy, hasn't taken much damage. I just really like everything about David Onama in this fight, guys. I really do. Um, minus one, I have to go with David Onama. You know, I, I really like him in this fight, Marcel. The, the odds actually open. Let me double check on the odds. They open at minus 125 Benitez, plus 105 Onama. If you took plus 105 and David Onama is a great bet. You know, I think minus 150, that's about like the limit, I would say, for this guy. But I think at that or under, I think it's kind of a bet you have to make because I think he wins this fight. I'm pretty confident in Onama, actually, Marcel. It's surprisingly confident. I just loved what I saw in the Mason Jones fight. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this one, Marcel. I went first this time. Give me your thoughts on, on this fight. And let me just get these. Actually, go ahead, and I'll get the comments after. Give me your thoughts. It's funny when when I'm thinking, like, we probably have this one different, and we have this one not the same, you know? Oh, you're picking Onama, too. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I was really impressed against Mason yeah. Jones. He looked really good. Very short notice as well, yeah. you know? Fought a weight class up at 155. Now he's yes, fighting yes. at 145 as well. And he had the cardio for three rounds, you know? So I was impressed with that. While he actually fought, like, a few, I think a week before in, yeah. uh, in the promotion, you were saying that the, the FAC, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, man, I'm also on Onama. I, I think Benita's a great fighter, but, man, Onama showed me he can fight on short notice. He has cardio, you know, and he fought a weight class up actually there. So... Yeah, Onama for me also. Yeah. I, I I love this sport. I love this fight. This fight's going to be fucking amazing, I think, for as long as it lasts, guys. It might not even go the three rounds because Onama might finish them. Decision or finish? What are you thinking? Let's go a little bit crazy. I think I, I think a finish, TKO, second round for Yeah, him. I'm thinking a knockout too. I'm thinking second or third round because I think Benitez, also, we didn't mention this. He's had some weight cutting issues. I hope this fight goes on. I really hope this guy's a missed weight. Remember, he missed weight, I think it was against uh, Jonathan Pierce, I believe. He came yeah, in at 150 and they canceled yeah. the fight, right? So, hope that doesn't happen. Daniel says uh, he's taking Onama. Yeah, the 150, 145 is important. Um, is FAC the cross with Ali is the PFL? Kind of, I think. I don't even know. I don't know if James is, he might be involved like with, the, with financially or um, with, the, with the matching. I'm not sure. But it's just a decent promotion in the Midwest right now. Like they're on Fight Pass, they have good fights. Eduardo Dantes, like, he just fought for them a few weeks ago, right? So did you hear? Weird, but... Did you hear Eugene Barron from uh, Israel uh, kind of throwing a little bit of shade to Tim Simpson of Paradigm? He was what like saying, saying, he's saying like. Um, Ariel asked him, like, is a cannoneer is probably next for Israel? And he's like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Strickland is more interesting to us. He was like, and he said, like, but yeah, I don't know where uh, Tim's uh, loyalty is when it's uh, Strickland against Adesanya, you know, because yeah, yeah. they're both yeah. a paradigm. And also with her. That's the thing, like, you have to remember that. Like, the management, if they're in the same team, they're going to try to get their guys the big fight. You know what I mean, Marcel? So, Obviously, can I mean, you guys know I'm the biggest Sean Strickland homer in the world, but like Canier obviously deserves an title shot, you know. Yeah, sure. If they give it to Strickland, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it because I actually think that him and Asanya like they would talk a lot of shit leading up to the fight, which would be fun. But Canier obviously deserves that title shot, <laughs> no doubt about it. Bearman even said like we need to get Darren Till a win ASAP so he can leapfrog Sean Strickland and Canier. <laughs> too funny, man. Too funny. Bearman's such a troll, though. Honestly, like. Even before Whitaker got the fight, he was like, I'm not sure. Maybe someone else will jump him. So he's a troll. All right, let's go to the next fight. Mario Batista against Jay Perrin. Uh, Perrin take the fight on super short notice, Marcel, if I'm not mistaken. He's filling yeah. in. Who is it again? Who, who pulled out? Uh, oh, Kali Taha. Yeah, Taha. So we don't have odds for this fight yet. We should mention that. However, obviously, Batista, I think, will be um, the favorite because he did have the full camp and he has more QFC experience. So right now, uh, we don't have odds for this fight. So let me let me give my thoughts on this fight. i got to be honest with you guys. 
Uh, I completely forgot who Jay Perrin was until someone brought it up on the podcast yesterday. And they're like, oh, this guy, uh, Khalid is out, Jay Perrin's in, Marcel. I was like, who's this guy? And then I remembered, oh, yeah, he had that fight in Contender Series. Went yeah. back and watched the fight. He fought Dwight Joseph on Contender Series. It's on, it's on Fight Pass. You guys can watch it. I mean, it's a decent fight. He's a decent grappler. You know, the striking's not great. He's kind of an aggressive guy. He walks forward. He's moving forward, which I like about him. But I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not seeing, like, a ton here that's, like, stands out to me, you know, and he's he's a guy that's been around for a while. He's fought in Bellator for a few times and he lost there in Bellator. Um, he did pick up a few wins. He did look pretty good in the last fight in CES. That's also in Fight Pass. You can watch that fight. So he's got decent grappling and the rear naked choke's really nice. He's going to have to take this fight to the ground. Batista has been submitted. Uh, Corey Sanhagen submitted him. Um, you know, but Batista had the full camp. He is training at the lab. Uh, we mentioned earlier he's training with uh, Mark Striegel. Both guys, phenomenal shape for this fight. Uh, just that whole camp, right? Marcel, like, Sean O'Malley, uh, Kyler Phillips, like all those guys, right? It's just, it's a, it's a, it's a good camp, right? Marcel, it's, I would say for that division, right? Pardon? Benson Henderson. Benson Henderson. Uh, uh, there's a lot of guys. It's just a good camp. Anyways, you know, I, you know, I, I went back and watched Batista's fight. So last year I faded against Trevin Jones. It paid off really handsomely for me, plus 200 and Trevin Jones. So that was a good fade. But looking back at his fights, I mean, the guy's pretty good. You know, he really is. He destroyed Miles Johns. Looked good in that, in that Susan uh, fight. Looked really good. It was a great fight. Back and forth war. He seems to have a decent ground game other than the Sanhagen the submission loss, but he was actually doing okay with the wrestling in that fight. You know, I just think this guy can make some improvements. And again, the, the fact he has four fights in the UFC makes me like him more, especially with Perrin coming in on short notice. Um, I, am, I, I don't have the odds for it, guys. So we don't know. I can't say there's going to be value on him because I don't know the odds, but I'm leaning towards Batista. You know, Marcel, I think he probably gets the job done here. I'm thinking a decision because Perrin does seem really tough to me. I think he kind of outstrikes him on the feet. That's what I'm thinking happens here. What do you think? Yeah, so um, we got to take in mind that uh, Perrin was supposed to fight Ashik Ajim on March 4th for the CES yeah, yeah. promotion, and he was uh, trained. He was training for a five rounder. So because that was for the title, he said he was the title uh, title holder at CES MMA. Yep. So. Um, he wasn't training, you know, but on the other hand, he's fighting now against Mario Bautista, which is, I think, a, a pretty pretty big step up in competition, right? Uh, definitely on short notice. Uh, Bautista, um, yeah, he lost last time, like you said, against Trevin Jones. But I, I like the dude, man. I think he has a lot to offer. Um, in, in the fights against uh, the 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 the, the, the Jin right? That was like a, a small Korean zombie kind of guy. I, I think the UFC dropped the ball on him by not resigning him. I don't think he was that bad, you know. Um, he looked good, and he he stopped Miles Johns. You know, I was surprised with that. I don't know if you picked him. You might have picked him in that fight. I, I'm not sure anymore, but yeah, he, he did well, you know. So for me, if Baron maybe. I had a better pre better uh, preparation. I know he was preparing for another fight, but this is difficult, different, you know. Um, I'm taking Bautista here, probably via. I'm going with decision, man. I'm not going with a stop. It's going with the decision. Why was Jintu Sun cut? He won. Okay, he lost both his fights, but he lost to Peterion and Marvin Bautista. And he won fight of the night in both fights and got cut. That's really weird, right? Like, Stupid. why yeah. did they cut this guy? He hasn't fought since then. He hasn't fought in three years. I, I kind of feel bad for the guy, honestly. Like. And everybody That's, was everybody was high on him. I remember that period off. I was, remember that first round. I think he won the first round. I, remember, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like he's gonna pull off the upset. I remember that fight. Like, and he's not bad. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, it's you know the, the UFC experiences. If this guy, honestly, guys, you gotta think about it like this: if Perrin was that good, he would have been signed already. You know, like 
I don't know if they're like if he's that good. I don't know if he's UFC level. You know, if he gets him to the ground, he could win the fight by submission. But otherwise, I think he's get pieced up on the feet. Mario Batista wins this fight. All right, last fight on the prelims: Jonathan Pierce and Chris Rodriguez. Again, the bout order switched since we started doing the podcast. Looks so earlier in the night, but interesting fight. Chris Rodriguez taking on super short notice again. Marcel, another short notice guy, right? Odds mm-hmm. for this minus three forty for Jonathan Pierce plus two eighty Christian Rodriguez. Um, I'll start off with this one too, Marcel. I'll give, I'll give you your thoughts first. So I got to be honest with you guys. Um, you know Jonathan Pierce is kind of a weird guy, right? Because he got absolutely destroyed by Joe Lowe's on his debut, and it's like, wow, how did that happen? And then since then he's looked fucking incredible against Kai Kamak and Omar Morales. And the last fight was really impressive, man. You know Omar Morales is a damn good fighter, and he submitted him. That was a great win. So this guy's made significant improvements since coming to the UFC, right? You can't just look back and he had some really shitty losses early in his career, Marcel, and you're like, ah, this guy sucks, but he doesn't. You know, he's come back and he's really improved his game. Um, another guy at fight ready, great camp. He was supposed to fight Austin Lingle on this card. You know, I think that fight, I, I probably would have won this fight and that fight. And and this fight, you know, I got to be honest with you guys, Chris Rodriguez is a guy that really impressed me on Contender Series, right? He missed weight for that fight. That's why he can get signed. It's not because he didn't have a good fight. He had a great fight. Dana White chose not to sign because of the weight miss, even though he signed Jake Hadley. But the thing is, you know, this fight's at 145. It's not at it's not at uh, 135, Marcel. So this guy's going to be significantly smaller, guys. It's it's just worth mentioning. He's going to be at a five-inch height advantage. And the reach is the same, but the five inches of height is, is big. And again, mm-hmm. you know, Pierce is a, is a big dude. Like, he fights big. And he can grab you. Like, he did the Kai Kabak, just grabbed him, bear-hugged him, took him down, and outlasted him. Pierce has the better ground game. He has the better cardio. I think Rodriguez is the better striking, though. So if the fight stays on the feet, Rodriguez has a chance to knock him out. I think he does. You know, and I was I was really thinking about taking him as a dog, guys. I really was. But he's too. I think he's going to be too small for this division. And also, you know, he did he did pick up a win recently, but the guy he beat sucks. He's 13, 19, and 37. He sucks. It's not a good win. It doesn't even mean anything. So he picked up a win, but it doesn't mean anything. You know, Marcel, what does being a guy's 937, 19 and 37 mean? Nothing. It really doesn't. Whereas, you know, Pierce just beat Omar fucking Morales. And Omar Morales would be favored, I think, over Chris Rodriguez, wouldn't he? Yeah. So I have to go with, with Pierce. Having said that, I don't like the odds. Minus 340. That's weight. I'm not betting on this guy at minus 340. No. I'm not betting on him. I would not recommend betting on him. But for a straight pick, I think you got to go with Jonathan Pierce here, Marcel. Just because he's he's proven in the UFC at this point, and he's got really good cardio and, and come back and, and win in the second, third round. So I'm going to go with Jonathan Pierce, Marcel. Um, almost all of his wins are by stoppage, so I'm assuming he probably would win by stoppage in this fight like the second or third round, but Rodriguez is super tough from what I've seen. Um, maybe he can survive, but if not, probably gets submitted. That's what I'm thinking. So give me your thoughts on this fight, man. I like Rodriguez. I just think it's a bad fight for him. What do you think? Adam is just upset that Drew Rodriguez doesn't have a win against Jay Ellis on this record. But uh, <laughs> if you guys don't know who Jay Ellis is, look him up. Um, so uh, Christian Rodriguez, remember Dana saying, man, um, when Laura Sanko asked him when he didn't give the contract, if Rodriguez made, wait, would he get a contract? He was like, yes. I was like, dude, so you give him one guy a contract. If we're not making weight and the other guy, you don't give a contract. And then you say, if you made weight, you gave him a contract. Super stupid. Double standards. But yeah, whatever. He's in UFC now. Uh, Rufus Sport guy, right? Uh, Christian Rodriguez. I like him a lot. I think he's a great fighter. 
But um, yeah, he will be undersized against Jonathan Pius, you know, and JSP as Luke Good uh, besides his debut in the UFC against Lozon, which shocked me as well. But he got a good win against Kai Kamaka, man, where I didn't pick him. And he got a good win against Ova Morales, where I didn't pick him. Yep. And he got a loss against Joe Lozon, where I picked him. So <laughs> I'm 0 uh, 3 in his fights. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm telling you right now, I'm 0 3 in his UFC fights. So I don't like have a great read, but the guy's improved, right? Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna with Jonathan Pierce here. So I might go 0 and 4 now. So uh, <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking Jonathan Pierce, but I'm going with the decision win. I don't like the odds, though, guys. I'll tell you, minus three, four. I wouldn't even parlay him. I would pass on this fight completely. That's my thoughts on this one. Podcast, he's put respect to Ellis. Right, no disrespect, man. It's just, it's just a little bit of uh, a little yeah, bit of banter. Yeah, that's for sure. Lin's saying, by the way, for Sun, he thinks that maybe he had to do like mandatory military service. Maybe, possibly, he is a Korean zombie teammate. Possibly, I don't know. Green Zombie missed four years. Everyone forgets about that. Pierce by sub. Edwards too. So I agree. I agree. I'm sorry, not Edwards. He's not talking about Christian Edwards. Like, I know what you're saying. Never mind. That's so funny. He's talking about uh, Rodriguez. Christian Edwards was supposed to fight this weekend. The fight got canceled. Yeah, I agree with I, That's what I'm saying. Rodriguez is good, man. I remember his fight. I was like really impressed, but Pierce, maybe. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the short notice. I, that's what I'm saying. I don't like JSP minus before he's Tristan. I don't like it either, but I'm going to have to pick him to win the fight. All right, go to the main card. Joaquin Buckley against Abdul Razak Al-Hassan to kick off the main card. Minus 150, Buckley plus 130, Al-Hassan. I mean, Marcel, I'm pretty sure someone's going to get brutally knocked out. And the thing that's crazy about this is, like, so Al, uh, the Chirico knocked out Al-Hassan. And Al-Hassan, or sorry, Al-Hassan knocked out the Chirico. And the Chirico knocked out Buckley. And now Buckley's fighting Al-Hassan. So it's like these three guys are just going back and forth. It's so confusing. Anyways, give me your thoughts on this fight. So, yeah, the winner probably fighting Chaos Williams. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, what can you say about it, man? Al Hassan, it's pretty much written. You know, he came in the UFC, knocked out everybody besides uh, Akhmedov, you know, went to split decision, should have been unanimous, to be really honest. Uh, then he had that rape allegation kind of thing that he got. Uh, uh, that that uh, How do you say that? You, you got to uh, say it correctly because I can't say it in English. Acquitted. Yeah, acquitted. He got acquitted from it. And uh, he came back to the UFC. And he didn't, didn't look like himself anymore, man. Also, we we never knew how good his cardio was actually, you know, because the Akhmedov fight was the only fight that went through a three-rounder. And he had difficulties with his cardio back, back then. And I remember his fight back against Lazes, where he looked decent the first three three minutes, you know. But then Lazes took over and his cardio was gone. And after that, the Mal Malkun outgrappled him, you know. But we see that Malkun was actually pretty decent last weekend. So, I mean, maybe no shame in that one. Uh, got knocked out against Chaos Williams. Uh, so, I mean, if Buckley wins, he needs to fight Chaos Williams. So, not uh, Alassane. Um, and his recent fight, he knocked out the Kirko. And he really needed that win to, to stay in the UFC. So, that was a great, great win for him. Buckley, I think it's three and two in the UFC. Uh, three wins by knockout, knocked out Arroyo, although he had difficulties in that fight last time out. Mm -hmm. uh, got that amazing win against Impa. We all remember that one. And uh, he got uh, got the win over Jordan Wright. He lost to uh, to Kevin Holland in the UFC and to, you got to help me with this one, which was the other one he lost the, again. The Chirico. Yeah, of course, the head kick. Yeah, the Chirico. Yeah, so, um, man. Um, I'm honestly, this is can't go. This is a 50 50 fight to me, you know. This can go both ways. Um, I don't know. I think Al Hassan might be the underdog in this one. I'm taking, yeah. taking, taking the underdog here. I'm going with Abdul Razak Al Hassan, and I think he knocks him out. 
Tristan likes Alisson. Fight does. I don't think it goes the distance. There's no way. I don't think it does either. Uh, Alisson. Yeah, another knockout. Uh, <laughs> Alisson. So you guys like Alisson? I mean, I don't blame you. I think it's a close fight, but I'm gonna go with Buckley. You know, uh, you know, Buckley's a guy that he's just he's been impressive, man. He really has been. He's kind of flew under the radar a little bit. The guy's put on great fights. Um, the guy's got huge power. I just think that, you know, Alisson could win in the first round, but other, uh, after that, I think he's in trouble, Marcel. You know, I just feel like he's going to get tired again. Buckley's almost 10 years younger. Buckley's got the reach advantage in this fight. Buckley, I think, just to me, he's been more impressive lately. I mean, obviously, Alisson looked amazing in that last fight. It was only 17 seconds. Like, I don't really know what to take from it, you know? I, just, I fully agree with you, by the way, but I'm thinking yeah. Alisson in the first round. I don't blame round. you. It's just, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm still fucking pissed at this guy for because the fight with Lezez, because. Uh. It's my fault for betting on, but I had a parlay that night with like a bunch of guys like Jack Shore and Calvin Cater and Kamzat Chemaev when he had his debut, and he was the only guy that lost. So I'm still really pissed at him. And then I go, I won back some money when I bet on Cass Williams, but then I lost again on this guy against Jacob Malkoon. I thought he would win that fight. So the guy's been weird lately, man. But he's definitely got some power. He could win the fight for sure. It's gonna be a stand-up fight, so I think. And on the feet, definitely could win. But again, I just worry about this guy's cardio and the durability seems to be an issue. Both guys. Someone's getting knocked out in this fight. Someone's so, getting brutally fucking knocked out. Um, Adam. Yeah. For for people l- watching Twitter during fight night. So if Al-Hassan beats Buckley, I'm going to tweet out to Adam. Tell me how you really feel and you know where it's about. <laughs> Even though I'm like, I'm like kind of 50-50. I'm, like it's, a, it's like a, actually it's like a 55-50-45 lean for me in this fight. So mm. Buckley, but this is a good, I'm glad we kind of got a, a different pick on this one. It's good to have that. Um, you know, Alex is asking what books to use. So Alex, I work for bookies.com. We have all the sports book reviews there, man. Great website, really good, um, resource for checking all the books. So definitely check it out. It has like, if depending on the state you're in, depending on what province you're in, all their bookies.com. It's the website I work for. I love it. And, uh, great resource. I'm actually starting to write a lot of the sports book reviews now. I'm going to be doing a win bet one and a sports interaction one and points bet one in the next couple of weeks. So yeah, I'm getting a lot of, I'm getting a lot of, uh, uh, experience at the sports book. I'll just say that <laughs> I've had a lot of experience at them. Dirty reg likes up Buckley. Yeah, I think Buckley too. Buckley, Buckley. <sighs> yeah, I with this guy too. I mean, it, it really is kind of like one of those fights that whoever lands kind of first or hardest, hardest. You know, I, but I'm I'm leaning towards Buckley. You know, um, just a little bit more impressive than lately. All right, let's go to the next fight here. Jim Miller and Nicholas Mata. I'll start off this one as well, Marcel. So the odds on this one: Nicholas Mata is minus one seventy-five. Jim Miller plus one fifty-five. Um, you know, Nicholas Mott is a good prospect. You know, he's not bad at all. Um, the guy has got some power. We saw that uh, throughout his career. He looked okay in the contender series, but he hasn't fought in two years. And he's had all these canceled fights. And all of a sudden, he's a favorite against Jim Miller. I don't understand this line. This line makes no sense to me, guys. And remember, the odds actually, they opened the other way. Jim Miller opened at minus 185, and now it's completely flipped. I don't understand why. I don't get it. I don't get it. This is Jim Miller's 40th fight in the UFC. He's fought everyone in the world. And this is the kind of guy he beats all the time. Eric Gonzalez just destroyed that guy. Same level of prospect. Roosevelt Roberts, etc. Why is Mata minus 175 here? I don't understand it at all. Like, I could I could definitely see an argument if you were taking Mata as an underdog in this fight, saying, like, hey, he's got good power. He can, you know, beat Miller. But, like, Miller's got good power, too. And he's got amazing submissions. And Mata, I watched that fight with Glyco. I know it was a while ago, but the Glyco Franco fight got taken down so easy. The guy's submission defense doesn't look great to me, Marcel. And he also he's also been knocked out a couple times. Jim Miller, I think, could knock him out. I think he could submit him. So to me, he's got multiple paths to victory. You got Jim Miller here with 40 fights in the UFC against the guy who's making his debut. 
And Jim Miller's plus 155. You have to take Jim Miller in this fight. You have to take Jim Miller, right? Like, you have to. I think I'm taking Jim Miller, guys. I think he finishes them. So that's that's my pick. It's another underdog pick. Um, Jim Miller by submission by submissions kind of the way I'm leading, plus 350. But I think a knockout is possible at the plus 1100. I think it's possible. He just knocked out Gonzalez. And again, Mata's been knocked out a couple times. Go back and watch his fights. You'll see. He's got power himself, but he's kind of like Lewis. Like, you can get clipped on the chain and knocked out too. I just don't understand the odds. I don't agree with these odds. I think it's disrespectful towards Jim Miller, quite frankly, that he's a big underdog against this guy who's never fought in the UFC. I don't get it. And again, the line flips, so everyone's betting on Mata. I don't see it. Give me your thoughts on this one. I don't get it. You have to stop scaring me because you say this is a 45, this is 39. I wrote a preview about it. And you scare me there for a moment because I thought I made a mistake, but I I looked it up. It's a 39 fight. So this is a 40 fight, isn't it? This is 30. he's got here he has 39, bro. He's 33 yeah. 19. It's a 33 and 16. It's on your it's on topology. You do the website. This is his 40 fight. <laughs> he's 30 33 16 and one no contest, right? And when he came in the UFC, he was 11 and 1. Yeah, so yeah. we're going to 22 and 15, right? 22 and 15. It's, uh, no, man, this is 39. I mean, on top of all, you says 33 and 16. But anyways, just just give me your pick, so it's not a big deal. Go, go ahead. You, you should stop scaring me like that. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> you, you work for topology. That's what his record says there. It also says on uh, you. No, actually, he this is oh, well, uh, we're both wrong. <laughs> this is actually his 41st fight. <laughs> Because he's 33 16 and won no contest, but you don't list the topology. <laughs> it's his 41st fight, guys. Anyways, give me your breakdown of the fight first, first, and then we'll talk about the record after. No, no, I, I mean in the UFC, not the complete. Oh, yeah, yeah, I meant his career. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. no, okay, yeah, that, that was the thing. <laughs> I'm an idiot, too. I, I'm doing the math wrong. Sorry, it's his 51st fight. It's 40 fight in the UFC. I'm an idiot. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. So, okay, cool. Um, we're on the same line, actually. We're both right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But we are also at the fight. Are we on the, on the same on the same line, man? I think it's it's crazy that they give Jim Miller again a debut, a guy in his debut. You know, it's it's super weird. It's pretty much you give somebody who has the longest or the most fights in the UFC against a guy who's just starting in the UFC. It's just super weird. I also think Jim Miller. He knocked out Eric Gonzalez last time. Right? He should get no disrespect to Mata, but he should get a more seasoned guy fighting against him. You know, uh, for Mata. It's a great way to make a first impression, I think, in the UFC, you know. But at the same time, you're fighting Jim Miller, who is a legend in my book, you know. Should have been, should be a Hall of Famer in the UFC, in my opinion. Um, I mean, I like Mata a lot, but I'm taking Miller here with a submission, probably first or second round. I mean, Miller is looking very decent, man, in his fights, you know. So, yeah, I'm taking Miller. I, I'm with you, Adam. I'm with you. Yeah, so we get the comments here. Um, you're right. Miller is two and three, but... You know, the lot the here's a lot. The losses were to Selecki, Pichel, and Holt. He got grappled. Oh, grappled. He didn't get finished by strikes. Mata's just a striker. He's he doesn't have much grappling, guys. I mean, go watch the fights yourself. His grappling's not great. I, I agree with you that he's probably better than Gonzalez, but I just don't I still don't see why why the line flip. I don't get it. Someone tell me why he's minus one seventy five against Miller. I don't how? I just don't get it. Again, he could win. He could definitely win. He's got good striking, but it seems really disrespectful for me. You know, I think you just have to bet Jim Miller because I think there's value at plus 150. How could there not be? This is a guy with, like you said, 40, it's his 40th fight, right, in the UFC. 51st fight as a pro. We should mention that, uh, clear that up. The guy's fought everyone. He's had success against so many good fighters. Yeah, he's had losses in his career, but you're getting him as an underdog price. He's not a favorite. He's not minus 300. He's plus 155. I got to go with it, man. Yeah, he did knock him out. You're right. But that's, again, it's a different fight. He knocked him out. It's Miller's got, you know, 
Miller's got power too, guys. He's so underrated on the feet, I think, Marcel. Like he he can knock, he can drop you and then submit you, you know. I've I've counted it uh, Adam 38 fights so far. There's always there you go, 30. there you go, there you go. So there you go. Counted it. <laughs> um and then sorry, I missed a comment here from uh Andrew uh, earlier. Asked, uh, do we think Buckley's as good as Chaos? I'm not sure. I like Chaos. Again, that was a different weight class. We should mention that Alistair's back at one uh eighty-five. You know what I mean? So anyways, <laughs> let's go to the uh the next fight here. Uh we got three fights left. Parker Porter against Alan Bodo at heavyweight. Um odds for this one. Porter minus two fifty plus two ten for Bado. What's your thoughts? We were talking about Nicholas Moda, and he just liked the picture on my Instagram. That's what I wanted to show you. Uh, yeah, well, I'll be honest, I like the guy. I, de- I think I, I do. I just don't. Think, I think the odds are weird for the fight. Mm-hmm. So no, go ahead. This, one, this, this is like your typical UFC heavyweight fight on the main card that doesn't belong on the main card. Um, so Parker Porter. Got to give the guy credit, man. The last two fights, he looked very decent. He won his fights against uh, Chase Sherman and against, um, you got to fill me in here on the blank. I forgot. Uh, Porter, was uh, the last, uh, uh, what was the guy's name? Um, uh, Josh Parisian. He out cardioed yeah. him, basically. Yeah. Well, it was at that moment, uh, kind of surprising to me at that moment, but he did yeah. very well. Before that one, he lost to Chris Dawkins in his debut. Uh, he actually have a, he has a fight against John Jones, man, in 2008, I think. So before John Jones became famous and in the UFC, he fought him. Um, if you look at his opponent, Alan Bodo, I only have bad things about him to say, to be really honest, man. He he got a win, a win in a TKO promotion. We talked we talked about this. Didn't we talk about it? And the guy that's the, the, the rapist, Todd Stowe. I remember I brought yeah. it up and we had the whole article. The guy's... That's what I'm saying. Like, that's not it. How did he get the UFC off of that? <laughs> it's really weird, you know? And uh, he got in the UFC. And he got lucky, actually, in the UFC that this last fight got overturned in a no contest because he lost that one against Rodrigo Nascimento. Who, who was, like, on that. drugs or something. Like, he took, yeah. like, what did he take? Like, it was, like, a drug or something, wasn't it? Like, let me check what he took. Oh, keep talking, though. Yeah, so uh, he got two losses for a finish in the UFC against Aspinall Nascimento. And now he comes back. I, I don't see him winning against against Parker Porter, man. You know, uh, I haven't seen anything why I'm why I'm like I have to go with this guy. You know, you know, I also think he has only one wins win against uh, a positive uh, guy with a positive record on this on this record. You know, <laughs> so I, it's just a really weird matchup. Um, I'm taking Porter here. Um, I, I, I'm actually thinking about maybe taking him via stoppage, but I'm going with the decision. And and. What he took was acid. <laughs> I mean, it's so weird, right? Like, mm-hmm. he tested positive for ritalinic acid, a metabolite of psychostimulant drugs, methylpendulate and ethylpendulate. I don't, I don't even know how to say those words, to be honest with you. But it wasn't like steroids. He was taking, like, drugs of abuse. It's so weird. Like, it's just really strange that it, you know what I mean? Like, he's par- guys partying hard, apparently, I guess. Yeah. I, you know, but those look terrible in the UFC. You know, I think he's, like, awful. Um, Porter's looked really good other than the Dawkins fight. You know, he's really surprised me. The guy, Marcel for like a, let's be honest, I mean, I'm not one to talk because I'm a big guy myself, but let's yeah, be honest, he's a, he's a chubby dude and somehow his amazing cardio will go 25, like 15 minutes easily in these fights. It's crazy. If he's, if his chin holds up, he wins the fight for sure. You know, it's possible, but, but don't could clip him, but I, I'm not seeing it. I, I think Porter wins, you know. My question is, he win by decision or finish? I think he can finish him, Marcel, late in the fight. That's what I think. But those going to get tired, I think, and get finished. So that, that's my thoughts. Daniel says Porter's a logical pick. I, I, but those not good. Uh, Gon's teammate, yeah, yeah, that's true. 
It's probably right. like a team, like a part of the contract negotiations, like with uh, Jacob Malkunia, Whitaker, Blood Diamond, and Sonny, etc. Go ahead, go ahead. By the way, look at my fucking lighting, man. I, I when I put my phone here, you remember it? It got much more light. Light. Do you see it? Yeah, really yeah, weird. That's good. It's good. All right, we got a couple more fights left. Just two more. Co-main event: Kyle Dawkins versus Jamie Pickett. That's a. Uh, you guys got to fix this on topology. Is that 195 pounds? Actually, it's a catchweight fight. It says oh, 185 on topology. Just so you don't right. need to fix that. Uh, I actually changed that man the other day. They changed that back. Oh, I fixed it, but it is a catchway on UFC stats. It is listed officially as a catchway fight. Jamie Pickett, Jamie Pickett took the fight in short notice. Julian Marquez was supposed to fight Dawkins, which obviously would have been a better fight. Um, I'll break this down one. For, I'll break this down first quickly, Marcel. You know, I'm just not high on Jamie Pickett, guys. Like I've been wrong about him the last few fights. He he definitely looked okay against Joseph Holmes, but I'm still not impressed with this guy. I mean, I just think he's a very very average fighter in every single way. Whereas I look at Dawkins and. At least he, he does something really good. I mean, he's got great grappling. And he got completely, well, I wouldn't say he got screwed because it was a headbutt. But the way that fight ended with Dan Merlia seeing the headbutt, not calling the uh, the timeout, the clash of heads, I should say. It wasn't intentional. But just a really weird fight. And again, Marcel, if Holland came back and won, then he would have kept the win. But Dawkins gets a no contest. He had no way to win. Like, there was no, it was just such a, it was a lose-lose situation. So, you know, I think the guy's decent, good grappling, very tough. I just think he's probably going to just grind out Jane Pickett. I think it's, I I honestly feel like it's going to be kind of a boring fight. I don't really like this fight. I can't believe it's co-main event. I feel like Dawkins will just push him against the fence for three rounds. That's what I think is going to happen for Marcel. Dawkins, by decision, is my pick here, but don't like this fight. I think it's a boring fight. What do you think, Marcel? Yeah, as we spoke, we I uh, changed it on topology, so it's good now. Um, yeah, I, I feel the same way, man. I think Dawkins uh, can implement his ground game uh, to pick it. Pick it, look. The best he looked so far in the UFC against Joseph Holmes, and I still wasn't really impressed. So, um, yeah, Dawkins. I think Dawkins had a, had a, has a much higher ceiling. He's one and two in the UFC, but we got to give him credit. The Brandon Allen fight was competitive at a certain moment, you know, and the fight against Phil Haas. He lost that one, but wasn't that bad. He got one win in the UFC so far against Stolzfus. Um, yeah, I'm taking Dawkins here as well. Probably if I decision, maybe he can even finish him in the submission. You know, maybe but, submission too. Yeah, he's got good submissions, right? It's possible. Yeah. But I think you know, Pickett's decent, decent defensive wrestling, man. I mean, it's it's, it's not bad. I, I just can't believe this is a co-main event. I mean, I just think it's a bad fight for the weird, event, man. guys. Super weird, yeah. I would have rather like well, Onama and Beginners, I think is a great prelim main event, but I think Jim Miller should have been the co-main event. You know what I mean? More so, like I think out of, that would have been out of respect, yeah. Yeah, I think that would have made more sense. Anyway, that's my thoughts. At the end of the day, the okay. is just Bobber. Um, Kristen said he bet on Pickett last time and won, not this time. This guy likes Pickett. Mm, I mean, it's possible, but I just, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't think highly of the guy. That's so maybe I'll be wrong about him again, but I think Doc describes him out. All right, main event time Marcel Johnny Walker versus Jamal Hill minus 250 uh, for uh, Jamal Hill plus 210 for Johnny Walker. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I'm gonna take a gamble here, man. Um, you know. Johnny Walker hasn't looked good lately. Let's be honest. In his last three, four, four fights, he lost three times, and the one he won, he actually won with illegal strikes to the back of the head of Ryan Span. Mm-hmm. You know, that's still what I think. Um, the thing is, I feel like Johnny Walker has something to prove. I know he went to SBG Ireland. Not a big fan of that one, but hey, you know, he does what he has to do. If you look at Jamal Hill, uh, got that loss against Paul Craig, came back, looked great against Crew, knocked him out. So actually his momentum is with him, and I should go with him. But for some reason, I think Walker is going to go to his old way. He's going to go crazy, and he lands something stupid in the first round, and he knocks Jamal Hill out. If that doesn't happen, Jamal Hill wins the fight. But I'm going with uh, Walker for the upset in the first round. 
you know, I think the odds are kind of heavy, right? Like minus 250 seems heavy. Like Jamal Hill's, I mean, the guy's a great striker, no doubt about it. You know, and I, I'm, I'm favoring Jamal Hill. I'm just saying, like, the more I'm thinking about this one, too, the odds seem heavy. You know, Johnny Walker plus 210. I mean, he definitely could win the fight. He's got power, right? But I just have not been impressed with Lady Marcel. I think the move to Ireland is just not a good move for his career. Um, you know, the one win recently he had was against Ryan Spann, and He got dropped twice, and the back of the head punches to win the fight. I mean, it wasn't impressive. He almost beat Thiago Santos, though. You know what I mean, guys? Like, just say he won that last round. Then he would have won that fight. would have been top five in the world, right? So it's interesting, you know what I mean? I'm just, I'm just not sure what to make a Johnny Walker anymore. I remember a few years ago, I was so high on this guy when I when I went to Brazil in 2019. I, I remember I told you, Marcel, I got to have dinner with him. Aaron Bronsteiner was there as well. We got to meet Johnny and uh, Lucas Lucas, who was his manager at the time. Awesome guy. And I remember talking to Johnny. He's like, "Yeah, I'm coming for the belt." And this was after he knocked out Misha, but six months later, he got destroyed by Corey Anderson. He's never recovered since that fight. I don't think personally. So I just have a hard time picking him um, against a guy like Hill has looked. Like other than the Paul Craig fight where he got taken, he just he just fought Dom and got destroyed. Other than that, he's looked really good. I mean, the guy's striking good, and I just think he's probably the cleaner striker, you know. But it is it's a stand up fight. It, it, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if Walker caught him or so. I'm going to tell you that right now. So I can understand why you're picking him, but I still got to go with Jamal Hill. I, I just I've been more impressed with him lately. And what have you done for me lately for me in this fight? So um, go through these comments. Joe likes okay, Joe Maho by knockout. So I'm thinking Raw Festival is going with Walker by knockout. There you go. Um, he's saying Walker's fought with yeah, I agree with that completely. Uh don't have any of these guys SBG. That's what I'm worried about too. But yeah, I think the, the training is a bad bad training camp for him. Go ahead, go ahead. Do you remember that uh, heavyweight guy? I think A Pelt at Team Alpha Mill was also like are there any big guys at Team Alpha Mill? I don't know. Remember that? Yeah, and also, guys, it's not Tiago Silva, it's Tiago Santos. Tiago Silva's not in the UFC anymore. They're talking about Tiago, the former, the guy that used to do that. Remember that dude? That guy was so <laughs> scary back in the day. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, yeah, I mean, it should be a good fight for as long as I don't think this fight goes a distance. I know that last fight went the distance for Walker, but I, I, I don't, I don't think Hill's gonna play like safe like Santos did. I think he'll go for the finish, and you know, it's a big fight for Jamal Hill. He wins this fight's top ten in the world. Remember, people, people are probably forgetting Johnny Walker's actually ranked number ten. He's ranked higher. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm saying it's a little weird when the guy's ranked higher is such a big underdog, honestly, but I could kind of see why. I just think the odds are getting a little inflated. Like, I'm seeing minus 300 hanging out there, guys. That's high. That is high. You know, overall, you know, on this card, I mean, I'm we had we did have two consensus underdogs, Marcel. Uh, Mark Striegel and Jim Miller. So that is definitely worth noting, guys, if you're going to bet this fight. Me and Marcel did pick two consensus dogs. Marcel also picked uh, Alisson and Walker as a dog. So Marcel likes some dogs in this fight. Crazy, right? I'm, I'm not known for so You're not a dog guy at all. You're usually the guy that picks the favorites, right? But that's cool. And I think that the ones you pick, absolutely, they're both knockout artists. They have a chance to win. Yeah. I mean, I'm like giving Walker too much credit for being able to learn the fight to focus on countering. It's possible for sure. You know, overall, I mean, the last fight was boring, but like when you think about it, it went 25 minutes. Like that's kind of an improvement in the way, right? In some way. This guy's asking about Nicholas Stolza. Um, I thought he got. I thought he got cut. I thought he got yeah, cut. That's what I heard as well, but I'm not sure. I think yeah. he got cut. I thought because Jerry Gooden's also cut. You knocked him out, right? So, anyways, overall, I mean, you know, looking forward to this card. Um, you know, again, not not the greatest UFC card, obviously, guys, but there, we do see some value on some dogs here. And overall, I mean, there should be some fun fights. We are over the hour here, so we usually end at an hour. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for five more minutes, Marcel. We'll do Bellator really quickly, if that's okay with you. Um, quickly talk about it. Even Gracie versus Logan Storley. Um, this is the main event of Bellator. We should mention this is the first five round Bellator main event that's non-title fight, and uh, Neiman Gracie's minus one sixty five, Storley plus one thirty five. 
you know, I think it's a close fight. It's just weird because me, or, uh, Logan Storley, he almost beat Yaroslav Amosov. And then he, uh, you know, he he almost loses to Dante Shiro, who's like a nobody. So it's just really weird. He almost beats the best guy and then almost loses to the worst guy. It's really weird. I'm just not sure how good he is. You know, Neiman Gracie's like pretty good, you know, pretty, pretty damn solid. Um, I guess I have to lean towards Neiman Gracie. I mean, he's a Gracie. The grappling should kind of cancel each other out. And his striking looked improved in the last fight, but. Five rounds makes it interesting. I mean, who's going to get tired first, right? What do you think, Marcel? It's kind of a kind of a weird fight. What do you think? Yeah, I, I got to be honest, man. I, I don't have a really good of a read on this fight, man. Yeah. So um, my gut feeling, and this is, guys, don't pick because I say this, because I haven't done any good research on it, but my gut feeling would go with Storley in this one. Yeah. But um, I'm not sure, you know. Yeah, it could go either way. The other fights on the main card, you got Andre Korshkov against Chance for Encounter. You know, Chance for Encounter is... Mm-hmm. Underrated guy, man. He went two and two in the UFC, got cut. Great grappler. Remember. Um, go ahead. Remember when he fought Nordiev and he was Dude, I was shocked by that fight. I couldn't believe they won that fight, you know? And Nordiev was like on the rise. Now he's out of the UFC too. It's kind of weird. And it was Korshkov has got like, I was looking at his record. It's like 18 and four or something in Bellator. He is so no, good. He should win, right? Three time, two or three time champion. Korshkov should win. He wins, uh, right? But yeah. I'm still, I'm kind of disappointed that the, uh, the original co main event between. Koreshkov and Mohamed Berkhamov didn't happen because yeah. that would have been amazing fight. But Berkhamov always gets injured for some reason. Maybe this time it's a visa issue. I have no idea, but yeah, I don't yeah. The main card fights: Adam Piccolotti against uh, Georgi Karakanian, guy who's I've always liked. I mean, Piccolotti probably wins that fight. He's a minus mm-hmm. two eighty five favorite. And then the last one be uh, Said Salma against David Franklin. You know, Said Salma looked really good in his last fight. Marcel minus one forty five is a cheap price for him, so I think it's favorite to pass. Any thoughts quickly on those fights before we? Uh, We'll talk about PFL still, really fast too. Go ahead. It's still super funny to me that uh, when I heard Said Soma talk, that he, that he could talk in Dutch. I didn't even know that. He's from Suriname, actually. So, um, yeah, it's a good fight. Looking forward to it, man. Two heavyweights going at it. And Soma looked good against um, against Minakov last time. So, yeah. yeah. I see a guy saying he's going to sub and like the show. Glad to hear that, man. I mean, we're always trying to get new people. I mean, I feel like Thanks. me and Marcel drop knowledge every week. You know, I mean, we do. I mean, it's, I'm pretty confident saying that we have a good show. So glad you're uh, you're tuning in, buddy. Let's just do PFL really quickly, Marcel. Um, four fights, guys. It's this Friday um, in in Orlando. Josh Silvera against Mohamed Juma, and Silvera is a big favorite here, Marcel. I think he wins this fight. I think Josh Silvera was the guy the UFC should have signed. Um, you know, I talked about it yesterday. Like they didn't sign. They signed Fabio Charant and not this guy. It doesn't really make sense to me. Um, I think he wins. He is a big favorite here, minus five hundred. I think he wins for sure. And then uh, this. Uh, Another fight's interesting. Alexander Popip against uh, Taylor Johnson, both former contender series guys, Marcel. Popic actually fought Jamal Hill, which is crazy, right? And yeah, he lost. Yeah. And they're both fighting back-to-back nights a couple years later. Taylor Johnson's kind of had this up-and-down career. Pardon? He fought Muniz, right? Joe Johnson. Yeah, yeah, he fought yeah. Muniz and lost. I mean, it's not a bad loss. No. I don't know. This fight's weird, too. I mean, it's it's a tough one. Uh, pa- Johnson's minus 225. I guess that, you know, I lean his way, but I don't know. What do you, Any thoughts quickly? Uh, difficult, man. I I would probably lean more towards Taylor Johnson because I think Taylor Johnson is probably the better fighter. But yeah. um, I mean, Popak probably has a how do you say that uh, an advantage in height and, and and weight. Probably he's a bigger guy normally, you know. Yeah, and then the other two fights: Bruce Sudo against uh, Jao Paulo uh, Fagans. I don't really know these guys to be honest with you, but you know, Soto is uh, Suto is minus one seventy. The other guy's undefeated, so maybe you take a look at the dog in that one. And then Simeon Powell against Carl Williams. I've heard really good things from Simeon Powell. My my boy, uh, Shasanga Malata over in England, he was telling me this guy's really good. So I've heard good mm-hmm. things. 
you know, this is not the kind of guy, again, it's 4 no. I wouldn't want to lay minus 300 in this dude, but I've heard good things he should win. Um, you know, I just I look at this card, though. It looks chalky, right? Like, are all four favorites going to win? We'll see. But I, I feel good about Silvera. That's the one guy I feel really good about. He should absolutely win that fight. Anyways, I think that's going to be it for today, guys. And we went over the time limit, but it, it's all good. I uh, wanted to get that, that out of the way. Um, but yeah, Marcel, a lot of fun. We broke down UFC, uh, all 12 fights. We had a couple of picks that we, we agreed on with the underdogs, a couple we did, uh, went the other way on, but I love it. You know, it was, it was good. Marcel, plug yourself. Let's get out of here, guys. Big Marcel 24, Twitter, Instagram, Eurosport.nl slash mixed martial arts. There you go. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Martin podcast, maoddsbreaker.com. It's on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, all those places, guys. More than Mary, we love new people listening to the show. It's always uh, it's always good. Like the questions, like the back and forth. Um, also follow me over at uh, MiamiNews.com where I get some like news pieces, and then Bookies.com slash full-time job. Um, so yeah, we'll be back on Monday, 5 p.m. Eastern. We'll be break, recapping this card, and then next we'll be break down the next UFC card. It never ends, Marcel. Never ends. Have a great uh, great week, guys. Enjoy the fights. Make some money. Talk to you soon. Peace.